I'm asking all of my listeners, my proud supporters of our courageous men and women in blue to join me and express your unwavering appreciation for law enforcement. Pin Blue Line USA has stylish apparel, great accessories that make a statement and flags that fly with pride. They've got everything you need to show your support for law enforcement. Go to PinBlueLineUSA.com and shop a wide selection of products to show up your patriotism. Use code SID and get 15% off. Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word SID. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. Oh, no, I get by with a little help from my friends. Let's kick off the by lighting up Boy. from my friends to star of the show. Boy. Radio broadcaster, famous here in New York, WABC, Sid Rosenberg. Boy, this boy. is Sid and Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. 77 WABC. Yesterday, we talked about this song. This is Eddie Murphy. He went away on a sabbatical for a year, left the comedy tour, went up to Buffalo. And he partied and, all the time. That's right. Lived at the mansion of Rick James and the Mary Jane Girls, which was the number one group at that time. And Rick James was the number one songwriter. Came out of the projects of East Buffalo. Grew up just about the time of Kathy Hochul, although she grew up in the Burbs, which she said she could actually see Ontario from her kitchen, which is correct, unlike Sarah Palin, who could not see Russia from her kitchen in Alaska. But she was right across the Erie, uh, Lake Erie. She could see Ontario in Canada. But Rick James was in the projects. He became the number one, I mean, R&B star in America, dance hit after dance hit. And so Eddie Murphy, almost like, uh, remember, Michael Jordan left uh, the NBA, went down to play minor league baseball because he said it was his passion for two years in Birmingham. Oh, he was horrible. But Eddie Murphy said, Rick, I want to have one number one song in my, my, my wish bucket, you yeah. know, my bucket. Yeah, boy, that's going to take a lot because you suck. <laughs> so he came up and he had, you know, Rick James had this huge studio in his mansion in Orchard Park right next to the old O.J. Simpson Buffalo Bills Stadium. Right. And he practiced and he practiced and he did cocaine and he practiced and he practiced, <laughs> he practiced and he practiced, did, practiced, cocaine. did cocaine. And, he practiced. <laughs> and the Mary Jane girls, the reason they were called Mary Jane, that was the uh, common uh, statement. Hey, you got any Mary Jane marijuana? And he had this number one hit. And whenever I would tell, that's Eddie Murphy, get out of here. Eddie Murphy, the comedian, the actor. No, no, no. Eddie Murphy with the number one song in America. And you can hear Rick James in the background with the Mary Jane girls. So his wish came true. And thank God he left that mansion in Orchard Park and got the hell out of there. (laughs) Because it became just one big mound, not of salt up in Buffalo, which you need. Because they still get clobbered with snow. Coke. But cocaine. <laughs> oh, and if you ever see any of Dave Chappelle's riffs. Oh, they're great. Um, they are great. Rick James playing basketball against Prince. Both of them were great basketball players, mm-hmm. believe it or not. 
And they are oh, so good. So anyway, this is the theme song for Eric Adams, Swagger Man with No Plan, Mayor of the Illegal Aliens. The biggest mistake he made out of the box was making Rick James his top advisor. Is that was that what it is? No, he's dead. He's gone. <laughs> was that he got tagged with the Swagger Man label? Remember Saturday Night Live, right out of the box. I forget the guy's name. He looked almost like Eric Adams, bald, earring, you know, $5,000 customized suit. And it was all about swag, and Eric loved it. So wherever the mayor went, he said, yeah, it's all about swag. It's all about swag. So that ingrained in people that he was going to be the nightlife mayor because he said, I like to sample the product. If our city is to recover, nightlife has to recover. I get that. And nobody would give a damn if things were going well if he were out to the break of dawn. Yeah. Nobody. Absolutely. As long as he wasn't caught in a closet with a little boy, nobody would care, right? They'd say, hey, look, that's his off hours. He's the... But because things have gone so bad, that tagline has stuck. And yeah. I got to tell you, Andrew, wherever I go, even the brothers and sisters that voted for him overwhelmingly. That's why he's mayor today, having won the Democratic ranked choice primary and then beaten me. It's like, yo, man, I didn't elect a, a guy f- to be a party man. Yeah. You know, to go out there and be out there to the break of dawn. We need a mayor. But then again, if things were going well, if the garbage were picked up, you know, if uh, crime was actually down instead of what he keeps saying. People would say, look, that's his time. That's yeah. his thing. I don't care. God bless you. Spend more time out partying because it makes you a better mayor. Well, if you think the crux of the argument that Adams is kind of making to New Yorkers is very similar to the argument that Biden is making to Americans on the economy. He's telling you at what Adams is telling you is what you're actually seeing on the streets, your quality of life degrading by the day, which all of us see. Right. We may not be able to quantify it because we don't have the massive statistics, but we can see it and you experience it every single day, whether you ride the subway, whether you see it in your neighborhood, whether you see it where you go to work. He's telling you what you're seeing is not actually what's really happening. That's what Biden's been telling us on the economy for the last six months. That's kind of what Bidenomics is. Bidenomics is not an actual being true about the economic numbers. It's a twist. It's a spin. It's telling Americans, well, what the media is saying, it's the media's reporting. That's the problem. Well, before we so go very similar. to the audio tapes from his once-a-week press conference, we need to go to our dean, our director of news operations, Noam Layden. Once again, uh, I want to say that I walked into the offices of Craig Schwab in the old WABC, and I said, do not fire Noam Layden. And Sid Rosenberg, who's not here this week, uh, outranked me at that time and said, fire him. Am I right or wrong, Noam? That sounds right, yeah. Okay, better. <laughs> I'm here. When, when was this? Circle when? when, when uh, the, I can tell you. It was the exact day. Oh, I want to hear yeah. the exact day. It could Noam has forgotten about it. March. No, I haven't forgotten. <laughs> March 31st, 2018. Oh, wow. So this is relatively recent. I was expecting this was, nope. you know. No. This is the old WABC. Ago. And wow. by the way, Sid had just come out of the offices of the failed program director, Craig Schwab. And I went in. And I could not save Noam. And so he was cast into the abyss of women's only radio, W.O.R. That's right. Where, About four days later, by the way. Right. At this, <laughs> at this juncture, W.O.R. and every other talk radio station and talk TV, all they do is 
the biggest stories of 2023. <laughs> Am I right or wrong? No. Yeah, we would um, pre-record a whole bunch of things that would play this week during the week between Christmas and New Year's. Mm-hmm. Almost no live broadcasting. They would have best of, which is really worst of. When I heard it the first time, it wasn't good, and it sounds even worse the second time. <laughs> and then Noam Laden was saved. He was brought back. Brought back to the Mothership Connection by the Katsimatidis and Chad Lopez. And, man, what a difference. Noam Laden, now he's probably cursing that fact. He had, We're doing live radio all throughout the Christmas holidays, New Year's, which no other station does. You know, it's like, oh, replays, best of, worst of. And we got our news director here doing news. Yeah. I want to applaud you, Noam Laden. But then again, uh, you're Jewish. You had your eight days That's of right. Hanukkah. That's right. So you ain't you ain't encroaching on Christmas here and the seven days of Kwanzaa that Dominic Carter doesn't even know anything about. Was no, were you off for the eight days of Hanukkah, Noam? I was not. No, I, I worked think so. all eight okay, days. So what are you yeah. talking about? He had his eight days. Doesn't He's matter. started coming to work. And I was here Christmas Day. You heard me yes, bright early 5 a.m. Christmas Day. And As were you, Andrew. Yes, exactly. And that is why we are the number one station in America by day. It's dark out, so we're still the number one station in the world at night because of all the technology. You can hear us on the WABC app, crystal clear all over the world, except not in Antarctica yet. And obviously with the stream of the audio in your car, what's terrestrial radio, so many ways to listen. Yeah, I remember one night on the campaign being up in Rochester, Rochester, New York, and hearing 770. I had 770 we, on the we dial. Were both there. You yeah. had just finished your debate where they actually let you out of the bubble and nope. went on the stage. And it was one of the best debates. It was four qualified guys actually having a great debate for Governor Zeldin, Astorino, you, and Wilson. You actually thought that was a very good debate, didn't you? I was sitting next to your dad. I had yes. to keep your dad from getting up there on the <laughs> stage, remember? <laughs> there were a couple times he wanted to get out your there. Your dad was screaming at the yeah. stage, and the host, uh, formerly with the Fox News Channel, went over to Newsmax. Bowling. Uh, bowling looks at me and control Rudy. Control Rudy. <laughs> Did he, really? So I didn't even know that oh, was going yeah, on. That's Ru- because you know you're focused on everything that's right there in the front and that. Yeah. And they told me sit next to Rudy. He gets excited over these yeah. things. <laughs> you know, it's his son in there, and they were taking shots at you really for the yeah, first he was time. Pissed at bowling during that. Uh, yeah, they were taking shots at yep. you for the first time. <laughs> and man, like any proud father, he was ready. I had to keep holding him back. Hold him back. Great. <laughs> theater, you know. Great theater. It was up great. There. The Kodak Theater up in Rochester. Equal numbers of people there to support their candidates. This is the way debate should be. It was really uh, all four of the candidates are shining hours because although they scrapped, they were respectful. And I mean, th- this is what has to be. But on that note, I want to salute Noam Laden, something I never do, and James Flippin and my wife, wow. Nancy. A compliment. Because they always monitor the once a week, I am your majesty, I will let my serfs actually ask questions of me, his uh, honor, Eric Adams, on Tuesdays. And between the combined efforts of Nancy, who will join me today in the Rip and Read, 12 to 1, and James Flippin, who was in yesterday as like a tag team, and Noam Laden sending us stuff this morning, we're going to give you the top three cuts of Eric Adams' once-a-week press conference where His Majesty actually allows members of the Fourth Estate of Room 9 City Hall. By the way, did you see, Noam, they're going to take all the press 
from one police plaza who have their own room in one police plaza mm-hmm. and put them in a trailer. I saw that. A trailer. And maybe what's even more outrageous is now the mayor's office is in charge of who gets press credentials. It used to be the NYPD was because the thought was they only wanted people who weren't uh, threatening to uh, in City Hall or anything in any other way. You'd get a press pass. Now somebody at City Hall is making that decision. Really? Yeah. Wow. So if, you're not, if yeah. you're not a suck-up, a lackey, a sickle fan, you get no press pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the other thing is, uh, you know, you have Citizens App. Citizens App, anybody can use, whether you love Adams, you don't like Adams, or you're just independent or autonomous to see what what's happening in your neighborhood. They are using encryption so that police communications cannot be heard by anybody, including members of the press. Am I right or wrong on that? I would no. say it's most importantly the press. That's probably why it's being done that way. Well, no, what you're telling me there, which is, and Curtis, what you said in terms of the press having to be kicked out of one PP and going to a trailer there. A and trailer. City Hall, if at the same time City Hall is the one who's actually... Uh, okaying the press passes, saying, hey, Newt needs to go through City Hall, then that decision to kick him out is probably City Hall's decision because they probably don't like the way the press has a relationship with probably some members of the uh, of the NYPD. Is that probably right? You know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but, okay. Uh, but someone could, you could come to that assumption okay. for sure. I'll come to that assumption. That's, so my, that's an Andrew Giuliani they're, assumption. They're treating you like trailer trash, right? Well, we're used to that, but <laughs> we were never actually thrown into a trailer before. It was the first time. <laughs> All right. So when we come back, the top three cuts of Eric Adams, he wished that we did not cull it from his press conference because we're playing what other members in the media either weren't able to get because it's a holiday schedule. But the Cracker Jack team here at WABC, led by Gnome Lady and our news director, James Flippin, and yes, Nancy, she's part of the team now, like WABC, it. will allow you to be the judge. Because, you know, I'm prejudiced, I'm biased, I have to recuse myself. We will play the cuts, Andrew, and then you and our audience, in their own way, will respond to invectives, curses, dashboard, <laughs> driving off the side of the road and say, are you crazy? The following is a paid commercial announcement. This is an urgent With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or Email at info at gobblelaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident. Entertaining and informative. This 
is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Andrew Giuliani, like so much uh, news that I've broken at WABC, it was the annual West Indian Caribbean Day Parade, and I was broadcasting here live at WABC. When I finished, I headed down to march with the Guardian Angels, which we do. It was the end of the parade. I was walking right into the heart of the parade, and who's there just finishing? Eric Adams. And his SUV all tricked out. You know, chrome wheels, tinted windows, and his aide-de-camp had opened the back. And it was a moving dry cleaners. <laughs> I counted at least about 50 suits. <laughs> 50 suits? 50 suits. I mean, he lives in the same city. No. Well, maybe. It's, it's a lady, rolling. Like right. It's a rolling thing. And I, I, I announced it on the air. I was condemned. You know, typically City Hall, he's lying. He's making that up. And so then he's doing one of these Zoom interviews for, like, NBC, and you see all the suits and everything in the back. In the background. And he had, well, you know, I'm a busy mayor. And so he actually drives with a, a dry cleaning stash of all of his new customized suits in the back. But now, for the very first time, you're going to hear the cuts from his once-a-week press conference, courtesy of Noam Layden, James Flippin, and Nancy Sliwa. Cut number one, Diego. The federal government must stop this because, you know, there's a lot of people on the sideline that talk about this issue. Trust me, they don't want to be in the seat right now. A lot of people saying, you know, all their ideas, what they would do and how they would fix this. They don't want to be here. <laughs> they are hoping that Eric can fix this and this team can get this done. No one wants this problem. You know, when I was in Washington, the people said to me that met me there, they said, I thank God I'm not you, Eric. <laughs> wait, a second. Wait, wait a second here. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Curtis, you and I have covered somebody who very much wants this seat and has been polling about potentially getting the seat, and it's your buddy, Andrew Cuomo. So, Andrew Evilized Cuomo has not only been polling, yes. but he has had public meetings yes. that have been reported in the Post, page six, on purpose. First, with Frank Setio at mm-hmm. Junior's Restaurant on Flatbush Avenue, in which, as I reported here exclusively at WABC, a deal was made. Because Frank Sedio and Frank Carone, who at the end of the press conference yesterday, Eric Adams had to defend. The guy is involved in all kinds of corruption. I mean, the guy is just polluted with corruption. He had to defend uh, his bag man. But they sat down and they made the following deal. And I'm going to mention it again. And, and my, my naysayers, my detractors, go ahead, disprove it because I've already proved it. This is the deal. Uh, Cuomo would never run against Eric Adams in a primary. He just wouldn't do it. But they made an agreement that, in fact, if Eric Adams, because he is the target of this investigation about money from Turkey, and there's no way they took his phones. (laughs) That would be the first to say, yeah, they took his phones. He's the target. Uh, That if, for any reason, he's got to step aside or they make him a deal that's too good uh, to turn down, that, hey, look, we're not going to prosecute you, just resign that Andrew Cuomo would come in 
and run in a special election, which would have to take place. Unfortunately, Jumani Williams would be temporarily the mayor. In 60 days, he could destroy the city. <laughs> but he would have to announce the special election. It'd be a sprint, nonpartisan, no party affiliation, but everybody knows. And it'd be about probably 16 people running because they got nothing to lose. They're all in elected office. They all have a treasure chest. They haven't used sprint. Andrew Cuomo has an advantage, name recognition, uh, and he could well become the next mayor. And he has promised Team Adams, don't worry. If you want to stay on, you got job security till 2025. That's the deal. So I imagine that that happened. I just think there's one thing to me yeah. that I don't believe. And I'll tell you this. If Eric Adams' approval rating stays at 28, 29, 30%, wherever it is right now, we're just basically barely over a quarter of New York City approve of the job that he's doing, then I will guarantee you that Andrew Cuomo will run a primary against him. Because okay. he's the biggest political opportunist that I've seen. He's telling them that right okay. now. But I'll tell you, if a year from now, let's say he's not out of office, let's say Adams is not out of office, let's say there are no indictments, he's still around hey, 28 to 30%. Andrew Cuomo Look, runs a probably the greatest deal we've ever seen was between Hitler and Stalin to carve up Poland, right? And Stalin thought, well, that well, the one of the largest deals, right? Right, that, that, yeah, largest. That'll keep him yeah, from largest. invading uh, the Soviet Union. How did that work out, Stalin? So anyway, the point is, you're absolutely right. Okay, but that's number one. Number two, he met publicly with Andrew Stein, a guy who thought he would become the first Jewish president of the United States who was even more liberal and progressive when he won for borough president of Manhattan, and David Dinkins, who was the ultimate liberal progressive. He ran, he ran against Dinkins and beat him, yep. and he has become very uh, Trump-esque of late, uh, although he has uh, said, I'm supporting Nikki Haley this time around in the Wall Street Journal. He met publicly with Cuomo, so that was another signal. Republicans don't worry. Look, you got guys like Andrew Stein who are dem Republicans, so all the signs are there that the deal has been made. And, you know, there's a guy right here who does a show every day, right, who said, I would replace you in a heartbeat. <laughs> who, you don't, who would that be? Uh, you're still, you think Jumani <laughs> Williams wants to be mayor? Hell yeah. Brad Lander. Hey, look, even the mama Catherine Gar- Garcia. I mean, you this uh, dozens and dozens of people right, right. lining up. You so had, that's, that's number one. How many, how many Democrats ran in the primary last time around? 17, 18, 20, I don't even know what the number was. Right, but I'm telling you, they're all doing polls. Yeah. They're all doing polls. Number two statement has to do with the fact that our police department, as we discussed yesterday, as your father discussed it, as I discussed with Anthony Weiner, as Dominic Carter has discussed, is handcuffed in dealing with these pro-Hamas demonstrators because of Eric Adams. This is his answer. The, the signals we got was uh, they were telling us that we could have had a worse of outcome if we didn't come to some type of settlement. That was the signals. When I, As soon as I read the, the settlement, I said, this is a problem. This is a problem. And, you know, you have to go by the advice of your attorneys, you know. But uh, as soon as I read it, anyone who policed this city uh, should be concerned about what's in the settlement. So what they need to do is they need to actually figure out some type of a lawsuit themselves that the city can bring to try to set a new precedence. I think my father can probably describe this a lot better than me because, again, I am not a lawyer, but you need to set a new precedence 
in terms of what the police can do so that way they can have more autonomy. It's too late. While they're actually Let me explain I, I hear you. I, I understand what you're talking about, and this consent decree to, uh, covers a lot of that. But as they were going through their legal process, that's what they would have needed to well, do. And they need to try to figure out other paths to potentially What's the other consent decree that is now a burden on the city? Signed by Ed Koch with the Coalition of the Homeless Legal Aid. Uh, the right to shelter. Mm-hmm. Signed by Ed Koch. We're still living with that today. This consent decree did not have to be signed by Eric Adams. What it did was award members of Black Lives Matter and Al-Qaeda money because he agreed, along with the legal aid and those that were suing the city, that the police should not be kettling a demonstration. Not, not, not Al-Qaeda. Be, you said Al-Qaeda. Black Lives Matter and— Same thing. Al-Qaeda and Tifa. I mean, Antifa. I don't look at them any differently, right? right? They're terrorists, right? Domestic terrorists. And they gave them money as part of a settlement. Eric Adams, in fact, he approved it. He boasted of it at the time. Uh, he, he never discussed it with those that it affected in the police department and the negative impact of it. And now he's claiming that the lawyers made him do it. He sold the police department out. They cannot put their hands on demonstrators. They cannot sort of move them to the side, not because they don't want to, mm-hmm. but because Eric Adams himself signed this consent decree with the settlement he approved and boasted about. He is incompetent with a capital I. And then yesterday, he has the Ubers to say, there's nothing I can do. Yeah, the he, lawyers made me do. He it. was the, the concerns that he expressed yesterday in the rearview mirror playing Monday morning quarterback – that's not what he was saying when he was signing this stuff. Oh. He did not point to his legal team at all. He did not give a press conference. He didn't go to the court of public opinion and say, hey, look, here's the issue that we're having with this. Here's what happens if I sign this. Let me make my plea to the New Yorkers. Let me let them know exactly the problems with this. You know, here's, here's what will happen if we do this. Protesters will have free reigns, and protests will turn into riots. They will actually take the street, and they will stop emergency services vehicles, and it will be a major inconvenience to other New Yorkers, to well, all other people that are coming to New York. And guess what? It's going to be another reason why more people decide to leave, less tourists decide to come, less tax money in New York, more people down to Florida. You get it? Well, as Andrew Evilized Cuomo, his pal, tries revisionism, when uh, he pushed no cash bail, they never met with law enforcement, never met with prosecutors, never, never met with the, any of the public safety agencies. It was all the defenders of criminals. Jersey has no bail, no cash bail, but they met with both sides. They crafted a bill that satisfies a lot of the concerns, which allows the judge ultimately to make a decision. Watch how Andrew Evilized Cuomo tries to squirrel out of that one, and now all of a sudden, oh, we, we can't have no cash bail. We can't have no cash He'll probably come here on WABC. He won't come with Sid. He won't come on with me. He'll come on with somebody, maybe like that real estate person, whatever the hell her name is. And, oh, we got to do away with no cash bail. And everybody, yeah, 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 Andrew, yeah, yeah. Both of them screwed us and screwed the cops. And they have, they, they have the coulions, the Ubers to show their face and say that they're pro-law and order. They're pro-criminal. They're, pro, they're pro-demonstrators. And they're pro, let's beat up the cops and let them sue us, the taxpayers, and we'll give away our tax dollars to BLM, Big Lives Matter, and Antifa. Well-
77 WABC. This is Sitting Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. Ah, that's right, Curtis. A selection of Curtis Lewa for my mother who will be coming on in just a few short seconds over here. But first, you know America's heroes need your help. Do good in their honor by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Go to T2T.org. Well, now on the line with us is somebody who uh, I know better than uh, anybody else in the world. I can say that is my mother, Donna Hanover, who, uh, by the way, I I have to introduce you this way because... You know, I think one of the reasons why Curtis really wanted to have you on is he's got a beef to pick with you here, Mom, because if I'm not mistaken, you were the top radio team against Curtis, and I believe it was Kubi at the time, when you were at WOR, and Curtis, I think, has still never gotten over that. (laughs) Good morning, guys. I apologize. I have a little laryngitis. Um, But, um, yes, that is what happened. Hi, Curtis. How are you? I'm not too good here. I see that your son, being a real mama Luke, is hiding behind his mommy's apron strings. Yes, yes. Do you know? Do you realize, Donna, that your husband, out of all the things he could do with his lovely wife, is taking her to the Nutcracker Suite tonight at Lincoln Center? How unmanly! How unmanly! <laughs> I think it's wonderful. I think you know. First of all. Zavilla is a very cosmopolitan, urban woman, and she's, of course, interested in politics and everything, but also culture. And, uh, you know, widen his horizons. I look at it that way. That's exactly right. You know, we're we're New Yorkers. We love New York, and and that's a great New York thing to do over here. And and I would actually contest with Mr. Sliwa that it actually shows that my uh, my sexuality, I'm very confident in my sexuality. If I could go to a ballet and actually uh, say it on the radio and and be proud of it. I'm 100%. Also, (laughs) Curtis, I've seen the video of Andrew taking Grace to a ballet lesson and helping her and pointing his toes and, you know, doing a little circle with his, you know, a plie. So, you know, he's been... Now you're just giving him more material, Mom. A curtsy, a bow, a plie. (laughs) Uh, He's a real Balishnikov, right? He's a real Nuriev. Now, Curtis, I don't know. Of course, we've been friends for many, many years, competitors occasionally, but I don't know if you recall, but when I was anchoring news in Miami, I interviewed you. That would have been 1981 about the Guardian Angels. Yes. In fact, uh, we were just starting on the beach because it wasn't South Beach like it is today with all the Europeans there, the Trendoids there. It was populated by the Mariolitos, the boat lift that Jimmy Carter welcomed from Castro. Crime everywhere. I had just come, actually, from the African-American community. I remember the interview was at Liberty City where they told me to get the hell out of there. And uh, I had a chance to be interviewed by the top newscaster in the Miami-Dade, Southern Florida area, your mother, Donna Hennel. (laughs) Well, um, you know, it was very impressive what you did. To this day, if I see one of your guys or women on the subway, I'm, I'm happy to see them. Yeah, I remember you told me a couple of months ago that you were somewhere, you hopped on the subway, and you were very, very happy to see that there were a couple of guardian angels on that particular subway car. And, uh, you know, it's always, always uh, reassuring. 
Exactly, exactly. Well, so I hear you're telling people that Andrew is being exiled to New Jersey when he was a kid. Yeah, now, now explain this to me. Uh, here it is. You're living at Gracie Mansion at the time. I remember coming over on occasion and playing with Andrew and your daughter and you, the big dog there that you had, Wiffle Ball. Goalie. Goalie. Goalie, who would always get the ball first and he'd be slobber all over it. He was fast. Bring it to me and then I'd hit it out. And uh, You could tell Curtis is a cat guy. Right. <laughs> and they'd be running after it. And I guess he kept you and Rudy gave you a few minutes while I kept them busy in the backyard. But. Why, out of all the places that you could have enrolled uh, Andrew in a high school, did you decide to (laughs) do it across the Hudson River in New Jersey? You know, they had a great football team, St. Joseph Regional High School, and a wonderful coach, and a couple of the guys on the detail, Andrew's security detail, were familiar with them. So that was why. But honestly, you know, Andrew was in a little bit of trouble (laughs) He had let Goalie out. There was a wedding going on in the backyard at Gracie, and Goalie was tied up so he wouldn't, you know, run around. And Andrew couldn't stand it, let Goalie go, and Goalie almost knocked over the bride's $10,000 wedding cake. (laughs) That's right. Actually, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was a Jewish wedding, and Goalie actually ended up stealing some of the challah bread and was running around with the challah bread. (laughs) That is right. So maybe I was exiled to New Jersey, Curtis. Yeah. Maybe that's what happened. New York State just couldn't handle me, and I had to go over over the bridge to New Jersey. I thought so, because I just remember Andrew as having so much energy. He was like, bing, 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 ricochet rabbit, that I just assumed you figured, let him walk to school across the George Washington Bridge, uh, up by Mawa, right, between Rockland and Jersey, and maybe he'll work some of that excess energy off. <laughs> Yeah, they, actually, that was one of a, a wonderful, wonderful school. And uh, going to his football games was a lot of fun. And, you know, I would go to the parent night and all of that. But, you know, I gave up radio because I just needed to give you a, a little better runway there, Curtis, so you could get to your success. No, you actually, whereas WOR now is no comparison to Sid and Friends in the morning, he beats them like six listeners to every one of theirs. Well, you, you know, I'm on CUNY TV. I don't know if Andrew has told you I'm back to television, have been for a lot of years, and I do stories about the arts. Yeah, no, no, no. About- now now we know where he got his pension to to be a ballerina. I mean, a, a male ballet performer. <laughs> I didn't know this was an interactive show I'm going to tonight, and I'll be performing in the aisleways. But uh, I guess according to Curtis, I'm going to be performing in the aisleways. But oh, just, just think, you have your father, Rudy, mm-hmm. your mother, Donna, in radio, yourself now in radio. It's like, this is incredible. It's like uh, the Giuliani legacy will also include radio. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's wonderful to actually, and I think I've learned so much of my style from both my mother and my father. Obviously, everybody at WABC's. uh little more familiar on a day-to-day basis with my father. But if you watch all the stuff that my mother does now on CUNY TV, everything she's done, like you said, the top news person in Miami, obviously somebody who was on uh, WPIX here in New York on, on Fox 5, Good Day New York, uh, somebody who's had an absolutely incredible career 
Uh, and I've learned so much from a broadcasting standpoint from my mother, and I'm so proud of, of her. Well, one of the things, Mom, too, that I, I am also so proud and love so much is, while I'll be at the Nutcracker tonight, you will actually be watching my daughter, Grace. So what do you have planned for Grace while you're what, while I'm at the Nutcracker and dancing in the aisles, uh, you know, like, uh, like Balanchine? A little earlier in the day, we'll go out before the rain starts. I guess it's supposed to rain this afternoon. We'll go to the what she calls the baby park, the right. playground, the baby park. <laughs> and, oh, we're going to play with the dollies, and we're going to play with the puzzles. And she likes to actually watch on my phone, which I don't give her too much screen time, but she likes to watch videos of your sister's puppy dog. Yeah, my sister's got a rescue dog, a little rescue dog, a little white and black rescue dog. Beautiful, absolutely. Yeah, Stanley. Yes, so she likes to watch videos of Stanley, and we'll cuddle and we'll run around, and she's she's got a lot of energy like you did when you were a little guy. Yeah, Uh, well, you know, look. In fact, uh, Curtis, if you'll have me on another time when, uh, when I have my full voice back. I'll, I'll tell you about the story of the broken chandeliers that we left at Gracie. Thanks to Andrew. Oh, absolutely. He was probably playing Tarzan at that time when he was manly. When he was manly. But anyway, do appreciate it. Donna Hanover has with so many people have the grip. My wife Nancy had it. John Katsimatidis. It seems like it's everywhere. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. Well, Mom, you get better, and I love you so much. I'll see you in a couple hours. Absolutely. Curtis, you're, you're awesome. Andrew, I love you. Uh, I love you too, Mom. Well, I am a, I am a proud mama's boy, as you could say, Curtis. You can add me to the list of mama's boys. Mama I'm proud Luke. to say it. I'm proud to yell it out loud over you, here, Andrew Giuliani. Cutlets, a mama's boy and proud Eric of Adams, you old mama Luke. <laughs> 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. Why didn't you play a Taylor Swift song since uh, Andrew is probably going to go watch Barbie before New Year's with his wife and his daughter? (laughs) You're at the Nutcracker Suite tonight with your wife, and you had your mommy call up. You're hiding behind her apron string from Mama Luke. I loved it. It was great. It was the highlight of my week. Well, I would say since uh, Christmas. The highlight of my day. So uh, We heard in your mom's voice the grip. Yet she's functional, as you said. She's mm-hmm. taking your lovely little daughter out to the what are the baby park? Yeah. Uh, before it starts raining heavy, and it's going to be miserable. Mm-hmm. Well, let me give you another update because people are going to call me a xenophobe for this. A hey, tough noogies, Diego. Uh, but now we see a report that head lice is overwhelming children in the public school system. I haven't heard of lice since, since I was a kid. Exactly. Exactly. Now, where do you think all this head lice came from? Hmm. Let's see. We've had close to, I think it's 12,000 children of the uh, migrants Mm -hmm. enter the public school system without any medical checks, without any vaccinations, nothing. Do you think some of them in the long ordeal that they had that we get told about all the time might have... Brought into the country with them headlines? You think that's a possibility? Uh, yeah, it's look, I mean, I heard over Christmas alone 35,000, over Christmas weekend, 35,000 
new illegal migrants here coming into the country. You think over 150,000 now or close to 150,000 that have come through New York City at this point. You're absolutely right in terms of oh, all the stuff that's coming that. in. Some you of this that. is seasonal, but some I of know, this is coming know. in. You say that, you're a xenophobe. I don't care. Call me whatever you want. It's This is reality. Look, the facts, here's the thing. We're not giving opinion on this stuff. They're just facts, right? We're talking about how you're seeing a massive rise in kind of what are different conditions that we haven't seen in a while. Tuberculosis. Talk, t- tuberculosis is one. Head lice, we're seeing this go around. Look, some of this, let's be honest and, and real, some of this can be seasonal, but also the fact that we can't identify these viruses with the cultures, which is I, I'm seeing kind of as a trend right now, it does make you question when you see 150,000 you know, new migrants coming in in terms of what they could be bringing in think, on that journey up here. So you would think, these questions should just be part of the scientific method, if well, you will, right? You the would question, think be part of it. that in the once-a-week press conference that His Majesty allows himself to be submitted to Eric Adams, off-topic questions, that one of the journalists would have the weapons, the hubris, to be able to say, hey, look, Tuberculosis is overwhelming the municipal hospital system. Head lice in the public schools that we haven't had in decades. Uh, People walking around like not just Nancy and John Katsimatidis and your your mother, you could hear it in her voice, Mm -hmm. with this grip that nobody seems to be able to get a hold on. And I had it a little before Christmas, too. My wife and I had it a little before Christmas. Almost everybody here at WABC had it. And how is it you had 125,000, I know it's even more than that, come across the board, no medical check, no vaccinations. You process them into the Roosevelt Hotel, right? You process them. No medical check, no vaccinations, Mm -hmm. no medical care. They're all in the same room. Now you got them in tents at Floyd Bennett Field. They're inhaling the same air. These are mothers with children who are most susceptible to getting sick in this time of year with this inclement weather, this rainy, dreary, damp weather. And remember the hypocrisy of this president and of this mayor on health, right? Last year, about 18 months ago, they were firing people because they chose not to get shots. They were telling you that if you didn't get this, you don't have the bodily autonomy, you're out. Cops, firefighters, nurses, doesn't matter. I don't care what you've done for a city. I don't care what the fact that you were out there during a pandemic when a lot of people were in their pajamas on Zoom. We're firing you. But now, with these migrants, they look the other way. No problem. Health is not a concern. The hypocrisy is right in front of each and every one of us. You can choose to acknowledge it or you could choose well, to ignore it. Acknowledge up next, it. Up next, Andrew, we will tackle... Limigra, uh, Immigration and Naturalization Service, the classic statement yesterday by Mayor Adams. You know, migrants get arrested four or five times. People think I can deport them. You're right, you can't. But ICE can, and you won't let Limigra, Immigration and Naturalization Service, do their job in New York, you sanctimonious hypocrite. 